Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am uh, doing pretty good. Llama Life had some recent updates. What's going on there? It's been a great week for me. At the start of the week, we launched our Emoji Me feature, and that's been going really well. We've had some great feedback from the community. It's something I've been working on for a while, so I was kind of glad to get it out there. Mm -hmm. And then we also did some behind the scenes, kind of figured out more of our Git process, like our development process, because I used to be a solo dev, and now we just added a second developer to the team. So now there's two of us. And I think going from like a solo dev, like one dev to two devs is quite a big jump versus say two mm -hmm. to three. Like it changes the the way you think about stuff and the process. Won't go too much into that now. Maybe we talk about that on an, on another episode, but- We've got all that gear to get into. We've got all so. the gear to get through. <laughs> and then on Thursday, Friday, we had a team days. So the new person that joined our team, we've only ever worked with him remotely. Mm. So we flew him, he's in a different city. So we flew him into Melbourne and we spent two days together and we did all sorts of planning for the mobile app. We worked out how to work together as a team. We did an escape room together as well which was so much fun because like we naturally just work well together. So that's a big tick. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I was saying, if we don't escape the room, like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's going to be an issue. It's over. It's over. <laughs> like we can't be friends, but we did. We got out with 10 minutes to spare. So we were nice. really happy with our performance. We're also competitive. <laughs> we're like really happy with how we did. But yeah, that, that was my week. It was great. I had a good week. And today's Saturday for me. We're recording the pod and I'll probably do a little bit of work to catch up on stuff, but yeah, great week. What about you? I've been doing a little bit more work on that personal CRM kind of app that I talked about. Uh, one thing I'm trying to do right now, there's something about the, and like every address book kind of, or CRM kind of has this where you're like, oh, I want to add a person. And so then there's like, here's what a form looks like. So you have a first name, middle name, last name, but then there's also like a prefix or a suffix, or do they have multiple words in like, or they have multiple middle names? There's just all this like extra kind of cruft that goes to a name that's always mm -hmm. kind of that I always find annoying when I look at a form like that. And I'm like, I want to add somebody. And there's like seven, you know, or like a nickname. That's another one. And there, there's like seven inputs just to add somebody's name. And so I've been trying to think about like, what's a way to make that better? And so I've been kind of playing with some ideas for like how to simplify that process of adding a person, because even just like when an address book has like first, middle, last. I get kind of annoyed with that sometimes because I'm like, do I want, like, if I don't know, like I know somebody's name, like I don't actually know if this is their middle name or if it's part of their first name. You know, if somebody goes by like Mary Elizabeth, I'm like, is that one name? Is that a first name or is that split? Mm. And so anyway, I'm trying, I'm, I've got all sorts of like sketches I've been doing in Figma, just trying to kind of like what would make this feel delightful to use of like, oh, this is like a really nice, easy way to add somebody and not like a government form of like filling out taxes that has somebody's name. So that's sort of a thing I've been trying to tackle this week. Other than that, I've mostly just been obsessed with <laughs> with uh, threads, the uh, stealth launch. Well, I guess not stealth launch, but the new app that Instagram or Meta kind of launched this week. And I am loving it. Uh, how about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I so because we had the team day Thursday, Friday, that's when Threads launched. So I feel like I was a little bit slow off the bat and I was off Twitter for one day. And then when I went back on in the evening, everyone on Twitter was just posting 
screenshots of their threads profile and I was like, oh my gosh, what did I miss? And then <laughs> and then you you messaged me and said, are you on threads? And I was like, oh, I better get on it. I knew they'd launched, but I didn't know it was going to be such a big deal. And, you know, we just checked the numbers before and today's Saturday for me and Friday for you. So Friday yeah. the 7th for you in the US. And I think we just said 70 million people are on it. Last I saw it said 75 million. 75, wow, yeah. okay. Here we are trying to struggle to get like, you know, thousands of customers and they're like, we have 75 million in three <laughs> days. And, you know, obviously it's leveraging the Instagram network as well, but I like it, I like it. I think it's a really clean design. It's obviously, you know, very Twitter-ish, but I feel like they got it right for version one or version point one, whatever it is. I feel like they did a lot of things that make it feel good. And I guess one of the big things is there's no invite code. So there's no friction right. to signing up. There's no confusion about what servers to join like Mastodon. Yeah, super low friction, couple of clicks and I'm in and all my friends are there. So <laughs> yeah, I like it so far. What about you? Yeah, so I... Am, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It feels like it feel. I know it's only two days in, mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. feels like oh, this could be the. This really f feels like the one. And I know, like we just talked like a couple months ago about Blue Sky, and mm -hmm. I still think Blue Sky is like really cool. But like they have less than a million users. They might have hit a million by now. But like that's where the user like base is because mm -hmm. of this invite code thing. And the most important part of a social network is the people. Like that's what yeah. you need there. And because Threads has this connection with Instagram, the people are there, which is why they've hit. Set. They're probably going to be. They're probably going to hit that like hundred million user cap faster than any app in history because yeah. they're leveraging this like existing network. And like for me, being like a content creator, Threads is amazing because I have an audience already on. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so we're only two days in and I, I have 10,000 followers on threads, this brand new network, because you can so easily connect it with your existing, who you follow on Instagram. If they're on threads, it's all like kind of automated and easy to follow those same people. Makes it very attractive to content creators content that have creators. an existing audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, that's the key word there be or words, because your Instagram audience now as a content creator is similar, not exactly the same because, you know, mm -hmm. one's more visual and one's more text. For sure. So there's going to be some differences, psychographic and demographic, but the people that follow you on Instagram are following you for your content on ADHD. Right. They will be very similar to the audience that on the, and the type of content that you're creating on threads, except more text-based. But I'm having this issue where, and I'm seeing a lot of other people have this issue too, where I'm not using my Instagram for my business sort of content creation. So my Instagram is my personal Instagram. It's actually private right now, but it's also very not active. Like I haven't posted mm -hmm. there for years, but the people following me on my personal Instagram are like old friends, family who know nothing about building public or tech right. and probably not even interested in me posting, hey, um, I built this feature today. They're like, they're going to be <laughs> out of there. So I'm kind of having this little, yeah, I don't know how to use it. Like what, what for? And So I'm curious, like we, I know we, we have a timer set up and we have to jump out <laughs> of threads in just a minute because we knew we were going to have a problem with the gear. Do you know, since your Instagram 
account is private. Right now, if you're in the Threads app and you're on somebody's profile, I guess I could look it up. If you're on somebody's profile and they have the Instagram account, there's a little like Instagram icon yeah. in the top left and I, or the top right that you can click to jump over to yep. their other account. And so I'm wondering if it's private, does it still have that? I think you can still click it, like the button's still there, but when you go there, it just says this account is private. Gotcha. And you can't okay. see the post. I wonder if they'll change that to where like a private account takes that away. Because if, if your account's private, you probably don't want it there. I'm not sure. That's something to kind of figure out. I don't mind that the button's there because then it's consistent UI and it just says that that account's private. You can't see it. It still gives right, you information. Right. Anyway, that this is definitely one. we got. So we got to move on to get to the gear, but I think it's going to be really exciting to see what happens with threads kind of going forward from here. I think it, even if those, like I said, excited about Blue Sky, it feels like, oh, this is you know, it's probably going to hit 100 million before the end of day today. Mm -hmm. And we looked at it before. What was like Twitter is only like 500 million, 450 million. Yeah. Like and threads already has like, you know, like a quarter of that. This it feels like the beginning of the end for Twitter right here. Like, yeah, this is I think this and if not, this is the closest so far anyone has got to. Yeah. You know, ending Twitter. I guess let's talk about it next week because we'll have a yeah, week we'll of experience have more then and to see, talk about after some see time. what it's like. Because there is a bit of excitement right now, which, you know, it, it can go two ways. It could just die down or it could suddenly take off. And next week will be a good time to check in and see which yeah. way it went. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So let's get into gears. So we said we we're going to do, because we had so many categories, <laughs> we decided that this week we're going to do basically kind of like a lightning round. So we've got... We have timer set up. We're using Llama Life, so we've got our timer set up so we can see how much time we have for each topic. So we're going to start off with tablets and e-readers. So what tablets and or e-readers do you have, like iPads and whatnot? So I've had tablets in the past, like iPads, but um, actually I've had all sorts. I've had Android tablets as well, but I, I figured out I'm not really a tablet person. Mm. I've never really had a good use case for it, and I, I always end up grabbing either my phone or my laptop, so I don't actually have a tablet right now. E-readers, I have the Kindle um, Paperwhite. I think it's two or three. It's not the most recent, but it's it's definitely a Paperwhite. Okay, cool. Do you use that a lot? No, I'm so no. rubbish with reading. <laughs> I have so many unread or unfinished books or, or books on page two, three, you know, chapter one. <laughs> right. But yeah, I'm more like a podcast, YouTube kind of learner, content right. consumer. Yeah. So I'm kind of the opposite. I love tablets. I use tablets all the time, which is partly why I think I said last week or the week before about like, I'm probably going to switch to an iPhone mini because when I'm, I don't use that larger screen very much because when I'm using my phone for stuff like that, when I'm sitting on a couch, which would be a time that a lot of people would do something like that, that I just grab an iPad and I actually have multiple. So I have, <laughs> I have the iPad pro 12, uh, I think like 11.9, 12.9 inch. It was huge, huge screen, and I love using that. That's kind of like my go-to couch computer mm -hmm. when I'm not doing like programming and when I'm just like browsing the web or like reading or things like that. Um, it's actually really fun to read on a screen that big. I like that experience. Do you have a pencil as well, the Apple yes. pencil? Yeah, okay. I love the Apple pencil, especially now that it charges and just like magnetically sticks to the side. Because mm. I had the original one where you had to like plug it in into charge and it didn't have a good place to like store it. You had to get like a case that had a loop or something. Right. Yeah. And I, I would lose that thing all the time and it would always be like, you know, it would always run out of battery. It was horrible. But the new one, it just like snaps on the side and charges 
well snapped and so it's so that's nice. pretty cool yeah it's very that's a very good nice. use case for um i guess it's not technically mag safe because it's not yeah, that but ring it's but that it's that same it's, sort it's of idea wireless mm. yeah wireless charging condu- yeah, yeah conductive just, charging conducive i don't know something like yeah, that conductive right? wireless mag safe charging whatever the MagSafe you know, tm yeah <laughs> so so the so knee the the person i work with she's got like She's an iPad and she's got like a, it's like a screen protector on the front, but it has oh, like a matte finish and it's like. grippy. Yeah, yeah, paper-like. Yeah, and it's so really I, good. It's yeah. very nice. I had it for a while because it does like help with that texture. Yeah, yeah. But it also, like the screen on that iPad Pro is so nice that that like degraded mm. it just enough that I, I used it for a while and then I took it off and I was like, oh my gosh, the screen is beautiful. Oh. I'm never putting that paperweight on again. I know a lot of people that love it. And if I did more like art sketching sort of stuff, I think I would probably use it more. And I've done like some of that with- uh, Remarkable. Yeah. Oh, well, so remarkable. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> so We're running out of time. I, like I said, I have, I have a ton of tablets. So I'll go through the rest really quick. It's supposed to be lightning <laughs> round. I also have an iPad mini, which is the tiny one. And that one I love for reading. So I use that almost exclusively for reading like Substack newsletters and Kindle. And that's pretty much all it is. But I love that form factor. It's like a really nice, the mini size. I am so tempted to get like the pixel fold for reading because it when you open it, it kind of looks like a book. And I already mm. said I'm not really a book reader, but I just I was like, oh, that looks so nice. Like I, maybe I can become a book reader <laughs> if I buy this tech. This always happens to me. I'm like, there's something I want to do that I'm, I struggle with. I'm like, can I buy some tech to make it easier? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't address the fundamental problem, which is something else. Like it's, <laughs> well, just that I can't keep, I can't sort of keep my place on the page or I lose yeah, interest yeah. and I kind of just read the same page like a hundred times and I'm like, Unless I'm really interested, I can fly through a book if I'm interested, but most of the time I'm not. I'm like, oh, what are this already? <laughs> like on page one. Anyway, we've got Llama Life is like flashing at us because we're trying to keep to time. But So yeah, really, really fat. I'll say, so I also, I have the Remarkable 2, which I yep. love. That one feels really great to like write on. Um, I mostly use that for like reading PDFs because I, I download like like a lot of like, I don't know, like studies on ADHD things and stuff like that. And so reading like PDF on the Remarkable 2 and having the pencil for underlining feels really great. Like no tablet compares to that feeling of writing on like something like a Remarkable. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I have a Kindle Oasis, which is like a, the really light Oasis uh, or the really light Kindle. And I use that for reading like in in bed and stuff. It's sort of like my my bedroom reading device because I don't bring the iPads up there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Cool. So let's awesome. Next. get Llama Life to stop flashing at us and jump to uh, audio. So what sort of audio stuff do you use? So this includes audio for like podcasting as well. Yeah. And may- maybe I'll start there. So because you and I have very, very similar podcasting equipment because I asked you, I go, hey, what do you have? And I pretty much just got what you had. And so, and luckily, got, it's like turned out well for you. It wasn't like, oh no, I regret this. Jesse steered what me the wrong way. What a bad recommendation. Jesse <laughs> doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, no, but it's really good. So, I have uh, for headphones, I've got the Sony, um, it's like the MDR7506, which is kind of like a classic, I guess. Like, there's a lot of good mm-hmm. reviews on it. Yeah, I'm so I, I'll just say I, I have the same ones. Yep. And yeah, I bought my, the ones I'm wearing right now, I bought them like eight years ago. I use them all the time. They are workhorses. The only thing I did, you can buy like replacement pads because my ear pad thing started to wear on mine and I just bought replacements, put them on. They're great. Love, love these headphones. Yeah, I've had no issues with them. They're really clear as well. 
And for the microphone, I believe we have the same microphone. It's the Shure MV7. And again, that was, that's been awesome. It's like US, not USB, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah it is. USB-C, sorry. Plug and play. Just plug it in and it's good to go. Not much settings to adjust. Just plug it in. <laughs> and I was like, great, easy. And it sounds, it sounds good too. So we're both using that microphone now. And Yeah, like if you like the way our voices sound, that's the good mic for you. And yeah, I went on a bit of a journey before I landed on this one. I got, I think there's like the, the Rode mic, I think it's called, or something like that. I tried several different mics that were supposed to, or Rodecaster, it might have been. I don't remember. But I tried a bunch of mics, and I kept having issues where there wasn't enough gain. It was just so quiet. And I even got, there's like these extra devices that you can like plug into the XLR that plugs into the microphone that's supposed to like add a bunch of gain. And I still, it was just like not giving me enough. And so then I had to edit everything and like, boost the volume way up for it to be usable at all. And I finally, uh, off someone, I don't remember who, but I, someone's recommendation, I got the, the MV7 and it just, it just works. You just like plug it in USB. I just set it on auto. I don't even like manual. I, I know like any like real audio heads, like maybe our editor is going to be like, you don't, you don't set it to a set volume. You just like set the auto, but it just works. I set it for auto and it, has worked really great for me. I'm a big, big fan of this microphone. Mm-hmm. Same, same. And then for the uh, microphone arm, I believe we both have the same brand. It's Elgato, but we've got different versions of the same one. So I've got the, it's called High Rise. Like it's like the classic arm where it's sort of, it's coming above the table or it could go above something and you just pull it toward you. And you've got the low profile, right? Yeah, so I have the low profile one, which is great because I do a lot of video. And so I have it, it's like really close to like my mouth, but it's like just a little bit under the shot. And mm-hmm. so I use it I use it a lot for video because it's just low profile. I can swing it right out of the way and it just kind of like, it, it, it works really well. So, and yeah, I don't have the big arm in the way. As you're saying that, so I'm looking at, because we've got our video going and I'm looking at our video and I can't see your mic and you can see like both my microphone arm and the mic is just like cutting across (laughs) the screen and then you can see the (laughs) microphone right in my face and it's not always like that. I've kind of moved my desk around a bit, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of uh, exemplifies like. Yeah. Some, some people like that too. Like some people kind of like the vibe of like, oh, it looks like you're, I don't know, like at a radio station. Sure. Um, yep. So kids, what radio stations are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Dating like, there's kind of, some people like that vibe. I personally like it where it's just kind of out of shot. And so you don't even know, like it could be a shotgun mic, who knows, but I just, it's just MV7 just out of a uh, shot for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. So I think that's sort of podcast equipment, other um, other headphones. I'm also using the AirPods Pro. I think we mentioned that in the Everyday Carry because I always keep my AirPods Pro in my pocket so that I just have them ready to go. Yeah, cool, cool. I used to have AirPods. Um, I don't at the moment, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get them again. Right now I'm using Bose QC35. Sorry, that was my old one. I've got the Bose SoundLink 2. Okay. Which is not really fancy. It's not noise cancelling or anything. In fact, I got it because I did not want noise cancelling because I use it when I'm walking around and just listening to podcasts. So it's not really for music for me. It's really just like for podcasts. And Mm -hmm. I've had two instances where I almost got hit by a car because I had my noise cancelling headphones on. Didn't hear it. Like I was shocked. Right, I was like, oh right. my gosh, there's suddenly a car there. <laughs> so now I'm like, no, I, I don't want noise cancelling. You know, I'm not listening to some really fancy music. I'm listening to a podcast. So so I purposely got the SoundLink 2 
and I really like them. They're super comfortable and the battery life is amazing. They do what I got them for, which is just simple listening, mostly podcasts. I really love the transparency mode with AirPods Pro. Mm, like it mm -hmm. seems to work really well. And it's like, I think the new ones are supposed to be even better. But I have kids, so the noise canceling is mm. very helpful. Like if anytime I'm wanting to like work in the house and they're maybe they're playing video games or watching a show, I can just pop those on, put on brain.fm that just kind of does like background music and stuff so I can focus. And that works. That works great for me. Mm -hmm. Our next category, we've got office furniture. So what have you got going on in your office? So my chair is the Secret Lab Titan Evo in, I think it's like, it's not white, but it's pretty close to white. Ash. Oh, it's called Ash. Ash. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, that's your like Uber gaming chair, right? Yeah, that's my my gaming chair for, you know, and I don't really play games. I just got it because <laughs> I wanted the high back, I think. I wanted sort of more neck support and high back. It is very hard. Like it's a very firm chair. Hmm. So I, I am using it with a cushion right now, but that's the only criticism I would have of it. It's quite firm and maybe that's a plus for some people. So I don't know. Overall, I don't mind it. You can get it in different sizes and it's very, very adjustable and I'm quite small. So I really wanted to be able to make it how I wanted. No, it's not cheap though. I, I, I don't know. It's not really worth, I don't think it's actually worth the money to be honest. It's a little okay. bit expensive. Yeah. For what it, so for what it is. You wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Yes and no. Un unless somebody maybe is a streamer and they want that look. <laughs> I, I would say if money's not an issue, but it's not like it's, ex it's not as expensive as say like a Herman Miller chair. I think it's expensive for what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so I guess if you, if money is not an issue and you don't mind that it's expensive for what it is and you like the look and you don't mind it being really firm, then it could be an option. So speaking of the Herman Miller, that yes. <laughs> is <laughs> that is the chair that I have, the uh, Herman Miller uh, Aeron chair. And I got it from when I started at my job. They had like just a ton of them. So everybody, I don't know if they got like a discount deal on them or something. But I recently, like while we were putting this list together, I looked up the price and it is crazy the price of a chair like this. I would never pay this much for a chair. Mm -hmm. That said, it is a very comfortable chair. I've been using this chair for like eight years and it's been great. It's very comfortable and adjustable and stuff like that. But kind of similarly, like I don't think I could recommend. So it's it's like close to like $2,000 or something, which wow, is just crazy. Un unbelievable. The thing with the Secret Lab chair is they say that you can return it, like you can try it and return it, but it would be such a hassle because when it comes, it's not it's not assembled, so you have to assemble oh, it, and it's, yeah. and it's very, very heavy. And once it's assembled, I don't think I'm going to disassemble this thing and send it back. Like, it's not like you go pop it in the post box. Like, it's a massive box, and you'd have to organize, like, the pickup, and maybe it's just an ADHD thing, but, like, I think about that, and I'm like, oh, I... I I'd rather just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, there. there's like the bit with, oh, I can't remember the comedian's name, but he he's talking about like going to a Starbucks and it's a really funny bit, but and he gets the wrong order. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd rather just walk away and go to a new Starbucks and order the right drink than have to do the whole like complain. And it's like, I just don't want to deal with that. And that's totally how I am. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to have a whole confrontation about this. So yeah. I'll just... I'll just take the wrong drink and then go somewhere else and buy it. Except new one. the Starbucks drink is maybe, you know, like three, four bucks and, you know, the chair is like, yeah, yeah how many hundreds of dollars <laughs> times that? <laughs> but whatever. Okay, cool. So 
uh, we both have standing desks. I, I, I don't know the brand of my standing desk. I, it's it's like a no-name brand, I think, but mm-hmm. it can go up and down and you can save like the height, which is handy in different positions. Yeah, similar. Mine's a, it's a Jarvis and I have like the bamboo top for mine, which is pretty nice. And yeah, similar. It's got several settings. I honestly, I don't, I rarely use the standing. Um, when I've tried it before, like I, my legs get tired too quickly. And so I just, and I, I know you might have the thing that. just for that. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I do stand quite a bit. The solution is, you know, when I first started standing, I, my legs got tired too. And then I got this thing called a topo standing mat. And when someone first told me like, get a standing mat, I was like, are you joking? Like, what is this thing? It's just like <laughs> right. a padded mat. It's like a little... It's kind of like a yoga-ish, actually, no, maybe a bit more than that. It's really padded, rubbery kind of padded mat. But the difference is this brand, it's called Topo, T-O-P-O. It's kind of ergonomic. It's got like all these bumps on it as well in different Mm -hmm. places. And I think it's, you know, I like fidget toys and I feel like this is like a fidget for my feet. (laughs) Like I just move around the mat. I was just going to say, it's like a playground for your feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It encourages you to move a little bit. And I think that's what makes you less tired. And standing in right. one spot. So I've really liked that and it comes in different sizes too. So yeah, check it out if that's something that interests you. And I think that's that's the desk setup. Our second to last category, we've got uh, bags and backpacks. I love backpacks. There's, I watch videos like reviewing different backpacks and I love getting, I have way too many that I don't use, but I do have a few that I particularly love. The main backpack I'm using right now is the Boundary uh, Errant, E-R-R-A-N-T pack. The thing I like about it is, as I've said, I own like way, I have way too many tablets and stuff, but I like to bring them with me. And it has like a double sleeve. So it's got like your main sleeve where you can put your laptop, which fits my, the 16 inch uh, MacBook that I have. And then it has a secondary sleeve that's meant for the iPad, but it's pretty wide. So I can actually fit like, If I'm going on, like when I went to the conference uh, like a month and a half ago, I had my laptop in there and my iPad Pro and my iPad mini and my Remarkable and all of those fit within those, just those two slots because they're they're pretty roomy in there. Mm -hmm. I love the look of it too. It's got like this kind of flap that like snaps. You can fit a decent amount of stuff in there and it just has a really cool look to it. So that's like my main backpack. And then I also have the Bellroy Sling, which I have like a, it's kind of like a charcoal gray sling bag. And I use that anytime I go through the airport. It's like a great, like throw all the random stuff that normally would be in my pockets, throw all that inside of this little sling. And then I use it randomly for other like day trips where I just want to like bring, like I want to bring the iPad mini and my Kindle or something like that. It can Mm -hmm. fit like just those like small devices. I mean, yeah, it's great for that. So I have this bag, it's called an OGI or Oggie. I don't know. I guess it's OGI. It's in capital letters laptop backpack and I don't think you can get this anymore but the brand is still around I believe it's like a golf company (laughs) but they made this laptop bag and it's really really slim so I'm I'm quite small so every time I carry a backpack it kind of looks like I'm this like a turtle and I got this massive thing (laughs) on my back and I got this this bag because it's super thin and it's completely fleece lined and it's got tons of little pockets so you know, when I put my laptop in, I don't have to have a laptop sleeve or cover or anything because it's just so, it's just really nicely lined mm-hmm. and every single pocket it has is lined. So I can chuck my phone in as well and into its own pocket and it's, I know it's protected and then I have another pocket for the mouse and it's all protected. And 
Yeah, but the funny thing is it's a, I think it's a golf <laughs> it's a golf brand. <laughs> I believe it is anyway, but that's what I've got. The OGI. Can't remember the model. It's not available anymore, but check out the brand. Nice. Yeah, I will say with the the Errant pack that I mentioned, my backpack, similar. It's got a lot of little pockets and like logical pockets. I feel like they're all in places where like that's where I want a pocket to be. Cause I've had other backpacks mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. just like a pocket on a pocket on a pocket. And I'm like, I'm never gonna use these three pockets that are like stacked. But this one just seems to have just the right number of spots right where kind of I need it. It's so it's it's great. Yeah. I've had one forever. I don't know, like maybe eight years or something. Mm. Just it just works for me. Cool. And then we did it. It looks like we made it to our final category, which I think is just me. And this is uh, just some sort of like hobby stuff that I wanted to mention. Uh, Like so because I do, you know, I do video and photo stuff. So I just wanted to mention the camera that I'm using. I use a Fujifilm X-H2S camera, which came out mid last year. And I love that camera. It is, it's super nice. And with it, the primary lens that I use with it is the uh, 56 millimeter 1.2. If you're into photography at all, it's a really great portrait lens that I love for it. With that, I also, I forgot to mention, I have a bag that's the Nomadic McKinnon Sling. And that's just like a really nice uh, sling pack for, it holds the camera, an on-body lens, and then there's room for like a second lens as well. So it's a pretty nice little sling bag for that. I love that camera. It's really, really fun to shoot. There's something about Fujifilm where they just, they have sort of a film emulation that is just really, it just feels very film-ish. Cause like Mm -hmm. in the past when I've had cameras and I do like photos and stuff, I like to, like I get into, you know, software later, Photoshop or whatever. And I'm just like, or Lightroom, that's, that's yeah. And I, do a ton of stuff on there, like post-processing. With the Fujifilm, I love what it looks like just out of camera. And so I almost never mess with the raw photo later. Uh, So that one's great. And then really quickly, I I just wanna mention like gaming. I'm a big gamer and so I have tons of hardware in the gaming space, but the two that probably I use the most, uh, my main consoles, Xbox Series X, uh, because I'm a big Xbox gamer. And then last year I got the Steam Deck, which is amazing. It's like. It's like a Nintendo Switch, but way beefier, and you have all of the PC, you know, like Steam library available. Yeah. Which the thing that always annoyed me with the Switch was like a really cool indie game would get announced, and then it'd be available on Steam now, and you have to wait like two years before it makes it over to the Nintendo store. So Mm -hmm. that's probably the thing I love the most about the Steam Deck is that those indie games, I can get access to them like right away. Plus, it's a perfect uh, machine for Diablo. (laughs) So we did it. We made it through our list of gear. <laughs> Lightning round for the win. I, I, I actually didn't think we were going to get through it. It was looking iffy in the beginning there. It was, yeah, at the beginning. I'm like, we, we're starting off uh, the first category already going over time, but <laughs> we did it. So that wraps up our gear series. We've done three episodes on gear. If you're interested in hearing the other two, we talk more about sort of laptops and mice and keyboards and Phones and laptops in those ones. Yeah, yeah. We also go into more detail with those ones too. So I think this was more like a lightning round just to kind of get through the remaining categories. But hopefully that was helpful or useful or interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, next week we'll probably have more to say about threads and also kind of maybe we can go more into what it was like doing like your team retreat stuff and working with the developer and that sort of thing. We nailed like so many things that were just so much easier to talk about in person, like how to communicate within the team. Cause 
I feel like even if you're really great individually, like if you can't communicate as a team, like you don't really get what you need out of that, right? The output would be reduced and not as good quality and stuff. So we we really figured out some good systems to work together. And yeah, I can go through that next week. That might that might be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. cool. Well, sounds good. I'll see you next week. All right. See you then.